Hi, this is Pastor Ronnie Henson, and I want to welcome you to the podcast of Ellettsville First Assembly of God. Our church has a desire to heal hearts and change lives with the love of Jesus Christ, so I pray that what you hear in this message draws you closer to Him. Our worship services are Sundays at 10 a.m., and the main entrance to our campus is at the corner of First Street and Association Street here in Ellettsville. Thanks again for listening today. Jump into the Word of God this morning. Um, I want to ask you a question before we move uh, there today, really. Um, how many of you would like to know that every single decision that you make, every single decision, every tough decision you have to make, but every single decision that you make in your life was within the perfect will of God? Would you like to know that it was within the perfect will of God? Yeah, definitely. Um, how many of you know that that's probably not going to happen? Yeah, because we're... We're sinful people, we're corrupted, yeah. So the title of the message today, if you're taking notes, is The Spirit of Wisdom. From Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, if you want to turn there, you can. Um, it's been said that a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. I mean, anybody ever done that? I did that all the time with my sister growing up. Honestly, I did, and she knows it, so it's not a secret. But I learn from the mistakes of others. But it continues, it says, A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. After, after all, nobody lives long enough to make them himself. Right? We don't. And then also, this is true. Wisdom is the reward that you get for a lifetime of listening when you would have preferred to have taught. Yeah. And so, you know, you think about wisdom, and one of the first things that comes to mind for me when I think of wisdom itself is King Solomon. And you're familiar with King Solomon. You read about him in Scripture. You know the story of how when he was asked by God, say, ask me anything. He appeared, God appeared to Solomon in a dream, and this wasn't a pizza dream, right? How many of you ever had a pizza dream? I think I had one last night, and I'm just, I haven't said anything to anybody about this yet. I haven't said anything to my wife about this yet but it involved Brandon, and you didn't have a goatee and a skateboard. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know why, but yeah. It's about 2 o'clock in the morning. I woke up, and there was something to do with Brandon. No, no goatee and a skateboard. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But anyway, um, maybe that was a pizza dream. But um, I believe that there are dreams that come from the Lord. I believe that. I've experienced it myself. I've had dreams. And uh, I've written down the details of it, and I have watched those dreams come about in my life. I've seen details where you could just track the progress of the dream. I've seen that. And so in this dream of King Solomon, the Lord appears to him and says, Well, ask for whatever you want for me to give to you. And when Solomon could have asked for all the riches, I mean, he's a young king coming in right behind King David, his father, and he could have asked for riches, he could have asked for wealth or prestige or power or whatever. Um, he says what? I need wisdom. You know this story. I need wisdom. Why did he say, I need wisdom? Well, he's this young king that's come into power, a great place of power, and he says, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so, out of all the, all the things he could have asked for, he asked for wisdom. Last, last uh, Wednesday night, we ended a series going through the book of Ephesians, a nine-week series going through the book of Ephesians. And uh, you say, is that why you're preaching out of Ephesians today? Partially. Um, when we were in, I think, the second week of that series is when 
Um, I, I kind of got stuck here on this verse, and it stayed with me throughout all nine weeks. I kept coming back to it, I kept coming back to it, but I got stuck on this particular verse from uh, chapter 1, verse 17. And I like how the NIV puts it here in this, this translation and everything, but Paul expresses his heart to the Ephesian church, and he, he prays for the, the Ephesian church. And it says this, I keep asking, and I'm going to stop right there for a second, because that's a continual prayer that Paul's praying here. You need to know that. It's a continual prayer. I keep asking this. I keep doing it over and over and over again. I keep asking. It's not a one-time occurrence, but I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. Sounds like a pretty good prayer to pray, right? In my journal, as I, I don't journal as well as I should, but in my journal, as we study this particular portion of Scripture, and this verse in particular, really, um, I focused on this, on the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and I wrote a couple of pages just on this and just what the Lord was bringing to my mind and everything. And one of the overarching things that I, I, I was going through when I read this verse is, isn't the goal of a Christian to know him better? Isn't it the primary goal of a Christian to know Him better? I mean, I know there's other goals in our Christian life aside from just knowing Him better, that we're to spread the gospel and such, but isn't the primary goal that we're to know Him better? I mean, once we surrender over to Him, we give our life to Jesus. We say, Jesus, I recognize that your payment on the cross, what you went through on the cross was a payment for my own sins, and I choose to follow Him. It means that I have a desire then to live According to his ways, I want to follow him. I want to follow his teachings. I mean, after all, you think about it. What did Jesus do? He had 12 disciples that were around him, and he lived with them for how long? Three years, right? Three years of ministry. I felt like Nixon when I did this, except for, yeah. Three years, he was with them. He spent most of his time with them, and he did so so that they could know his ways or his life or his teachings and then be able to walk in those things, right? Yeah, of course. So many of us in this room today, we're called Christians. I don't know the status of every person in this room. I don't know if you've given your life over to Jesus Christ. I don't know that for sure. But most of us in this room, we've called ourselves Christians. And in the book of Acts, that's the first place that you find that uh, followers of Jesus were called Christians is in the city of Antioch. And before that, that's a JBQ question. I saw one of the moms just do, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yep. Well, before that point, before they were called Christians, they were called followers of what? Does anybody know? The way. That's right. Followers of the way. Jesus himself said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. He called himself. He said, I am the way. And so Jesus is identifying to them, saying, I have the way, really, of life, the right way of life. This is the way that you are to follow in. And so followers of Jesus, we are followers of his way, right? We still are. Even if they change the name from followers of the way to Christians, we're still followers of his way. Am I right? Yeah, Definitely. So we'll come back to this in a little while, but it's, it's really only as we know him better that we're able to follow his ways better. Like I said, we'll come back to that in a little while. But I want to back up and stay on this portion of scripture here that we have from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, where it speaks of 
the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. I want to ask you that same question one more time that I asked earlier. How many of you would love to know that every decision that you made, every tough decision you go through in life, you would love to have the guidance of the Holy Spirit to help you in every single important decision of your life? Well, you can have that. You can have that. In this verse, the word wisdom is a Greek word, Sophia. And I think we have that on the screen to show. Yeah, Sophia. And it's an old Greek word, and it has two definitions. First one is this, wisdom that belongs to men. And the second one being supreme intelligence such as belongs to God. Now, there's quite a bit of difference between the two there, right? Because we may think we're pretty wise sometimes, right? But uh, we all know the Lord is much more wise than we are, yes? Um, scripture says that His thoughts are not as our thoughts. Our ways are not as His ways. His thoughts are higher than our own. His ways are higher than our own, right? And, uh, you know, I, I started thinking about some things because we have some very, very smart, very wise people uh, right here, but even beyond here, you know, and it doesn't mean necessarily you've been to a lot of schooling or anything. You know, I think about my mom. My mom, um, she's a very wise lady. Um, she graduated high school and never went to college, but she's teaching at University of Virginia. Go figure on that one. Now, I know that there are work zone safety classes, and people will say, well, you don't really have to have a degree or anything to teach those things. But she has all these special certifications behind her where she teaches work zone safety classes, how to set up a work zone properly for highway workers. You think about my mom being able to do this. And, uh, but she teaches this class at the University of Virginia. And there's people that will call her and book her far out in advance. She's got classes right now even going into... June, at least I know, because we're coming there, and she has a class while we're there, and she has all these classes that are booked to teach work zone safety, and she's teaching at the University of Virginia. See, listen, it's not about only schooling. It's not, you know, I know tradesmen that are out there, trades people that are out there that are very, very wise. They're wise about the things that they have learned and studied for so long. Maybe they've gone through an apprenticeship or something, and they've developed skills, and they have wisdom, don't they? Well, they say our tradespeople are, are dying off so fast, it's going to be a, a switch in the other direction that eventually the tradespeople are going to be the ones where they're, they're making so much money in those jobs because of everybody going into college. I'm not trying to go in all that direction, though, today. <clears throat> Tell you what you need to do, young people, or anything. But, you know, I can go and study something, or I can study a subject for quite a long time trying to or uh, attempting to gain wisdom on my own. I have a picture to show you here real quickly of this gentleman. His name is uh, Michael Nicholson. Go ahead and put his name up there. Yeah. Um, he is 75 years old. And you see the text beneath the screen there or beneath his picture. He has one bachelor's degree, two associate degrees, 23 master's degrees, three specialist degrees, which are higher than a master's degree, and then one doctorate degree also. He's almost above freezing. That's 30 degrees if you count them all. <laughs> 75 years old, eventually a doctor came to him and just told him, Michael, you are, um, your health is not all that great. You're just getting too old. You, you need to probably cool it on going to school. And uh, so he stopped 
going to school, but what was his drive? What's the reason why he did this? It was to gain wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. He just, he wanted wisdom. He said in the article that I read about him, when he first started going to college, he said, the more I learned, the more I wanted to know. That was it. The more he learned, the more he wanted to know. And listen, I, I've, I've known some people who are adults with maybe even kids that have grown and they've gone away to school themselves or maybe they've gotten married and they have kids themselves and now these adults have gone back to school. They want to learn and they want to pursue something. Like I've even known some people who have stepped into ministry, full-time ministry, after the kids have grown and gone off and away from home, they've then now said, well, I've felt this for a long time in my life. I've not been able to do it, so I'm going to do it now. I'm going to go and learn. I'm going to go back to school, whether it's a Bible college or whether it's something like our Indiana School of Ministry. There's a plug for that, right? Um, but, uh, you know, we've had people that have, have gone off to school then and then entered into something like full-time ministry to pursue the Lord's call on their life. Maybe the Lord would do that with you. Not that I want everybody to take off from out of here. But there's nothing wrong with studying, amen? Definitely. We study the Word of God. But I'll tell you this, study as much as you want. Man's knowledge is only going to go so far. That's where the second definition of that Greek word comes in for wisdom, or that word Sophia, being supreme intelligence, such as belongs to God. Godly wisdom, that's Wisdom that belongs only to Him. Again, we go back to what I mentioned earlier from Psalm 55, that His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. He has wisdom that we can't even fathom. And Paul says here in Ephesians chapter 1 that we can be given His wisdom that's higher than our own. We can be given His wisdom. It's almost as though our natural wisdom becomes infused with that supreme intelligence that we're talking about here, becomes infused with it. It's a wisdom that you can't get from reading a book. It's a wisdom that you can't get from taking a class. It's a wisdom that you can't get from good old Google, right? It's a wisdom only from Almighty God. So it's very easy to even look back at that scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, and uh, it's very easy to miss something here in the text. Paul asks that God would give to us the spirit of wisdom, to the Ephesian church, the spirit of wisdom. That tells me that there's a wisdom that goes beyond any type of wisdom that I can muster up on my own strength. I'm only so smart. Angel doesn't need to say amen very loud there, but she knows it. I'm only so smart. I'm only so wise. And it's, it's not something that can be received even by natural means of studying or things it's an insight that comes from a moment of impartation. God can give it to you. God can give it to you. God. Isn't it awesome to think that God might choose to give you His wisdom on a particular area or some subject matter, His insight on the situation that you're facing? Isn't that an awesome thing to think about? You can have God's wisdom on a matter. And Paul's asking that God would give it to this Ephesian church. So don't you think that if He's asking to give it to the Ephesian church that God could give it to you and I today, to Ellettsville Church today? Well, yeah, definitely. Give to us the spirit of wisdom. So now also in this verse, I don't want to skip out on this, and not only did Paul ask for the spirit of wisdom to be given, but he also asked for revelation to be given. Revelation. So that word, revelation, is from the word apocalypse. 
sis. I'm trying. I'm trying. You try it, okay? Everybody, one, two, three. Okay, yeah, you did about as good as me. So this refers to an uncovering and uh, something that's even been veiled or hidden for a long time being uncovered, and it becomes uncovered instantaneously and revealed uh, to your eyes or to your mind, if, I guess if you want to say it that way, um, to your mind's eye, some people will say, but it's almost like the curtains have been pulled open from a window, and there's been this great scene that's outside that you didn't have any knowledge of before, but this curtain's been pulled back, and you're able to see like you've never been able to see before. Angel knows this, and in our backyard, I love to watch the deer. I saw six of them on Friday morning, just to let you know. There's deer that will come, and they'll, they'll just, I don't know what they're gnawing on in my grass, but they're, they like whatever it is that's out there. I don't put a salt block out there for them or anything like some of you. I've heard somebody the other day that put a salt block out for deer to come, but I like watching the deer in my backyard and everything, but, you know, I'll say this, that if the curtains are closed and if the blinds are closed, there could be this wonderful, beautiful scene right outside my backyard, right, right outside those windows, but I'm never going to see it if the curtains are pulled, am I? Never going to see if the blinds are closed. I'm never going to see it. I'm never going to be able to enjoy God's creation and what it is that He's placed there for me to enjoy. But if, if, those, if those are closed, I'm never going to be able to enjoy it. It's there for me to see, isn't it? It's there. It's present. But I'm never going to be able to see it because I have no knowledge of what's outside because the curtains are pulled or the blinds are closed. I have no knowledge of it. But when the curtains are pulled apart, you can now see, you can now have knowledge of what's been hidden from your view for so long. The moment you see beyond the curtain for the very first time, that's the moment of revelation. That's what God's talking about. That's what the Bible's talking about when it says revelation. Have you ever had moments of revelation in your life? I'm sure most of you have. If you come to know Jesus, that was a moment of revelation, wasn't it? The moment that you said, well, I've been living like this, and I recognize that there's something that's real that's out there, this relationship with Jesus that I can have, I can possess, and it can change my life and give me a whole different destination for eternity, that I can go to heaven instead of hell, that's a moment of revelation, isn't it? How many of you ever read the Bible and had a, a verse jump off the page at you that you've read before, but you're like, Oh my goodness, that's, that's exactly what I needed right now. That's revelation, isn't it? Because it's always been there before, but all of a sudden it's like the curtains are pulled back and you're able to see it like you're seeing it for the first time. You're discovering it. That's moments of revelation. Spiritual truths that come to light to you. Maybe it's from, from sitting in a service or something, or maybe it's from singing a song in worship, or maybe it's from hearing somebody talk about something. You're, that's a moment of revelation. So this wisdom, it can be hidden for a while, it can, can be concealed, and the Lord may have a certain time that He wants to reveal it to you at the right time. So I want to tell you something, that moment of revelation, that moment when the curtains are pulled back, that can be a very powerful moment, can it? I believe that it can if nobody else does. I see a couple nodding heads maybe, but I believe that it can be. I'm not talking about just some sort of exciting moment, but I'm saying this is a work of God's power, that He's revealing something to you. He's allowing you to see for the first time. 
the wisdom of God. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I wasn't going to go this far and share this scripture, but it's just incredible how Paul talks about the wisdom of God in here. I want you to see it. Chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And so it was with me, it says to the church of Corinth, Brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He says, I came to you in weakness and with great fear and trembling, and my message, my preaching, were not with wise and pervasive words, persuasive words. That gives me some peace that I don't always have to be wise. I don't always have to be persuasive to you. Sometimes when you preach a message, it feels like you're trying to persuade everybody the whole time you're up here. Paul says, my speech, my, my message, my preaching, it was not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power. We need that, don't we? The Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Verse 6 says, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age. That would be the wisdom of men, the first definition that we went through. We don't speak the wisdom of the message of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. He says in verse 7, No, we declare God's wisdom. That's the second definition. God's wisdom, a mystery that's been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. Jump to verse 10 real quick. It says there, These are the things that God has revealed to us by His Spirit. I show you that portion of Scripture to make sure you understand this, that even Paul, even for Paul, there were some things that were destined for him to know. He was to know these things for even before the beginning of his time on earth, that there were things that were destined for him to know, but he couldn't see them yet until God revealed them to him in the right time. So there's a certain moment in time, a certain destiny or a certain place for that wisdom to be revealed to you. There's some people who will say, well, I've been struggling with this for a long time. I've never received an answer to this. I've been, I've been wanting an answer. I've been crying out for an answer to God on this for a long time. It could already have been there for a long time, but God hasn't have revealed it to you yet because it's not time yet. The spiritual truths of wisdom, even that Paul wanted to to see here, he wanted to reveal to them, to the church in Corinth there. He said there's spiritual truths of wisdom that can remain hidden until the time comes that God chooses to reveal it to us. That's why Paul prays then back in chapter 1, verse 17 of Ephesians, for God to give wisdom and to give revelation to the church in Ephesus. That phrase, to give, means I'm going to I'm going to release control of it, and I'm going to hand it over to someone completely or impart it to them. And so Paul is saying to them, you need more than just human understanding. You need the wisdom of God. A special insight from him that only he can give you. So if you go back from all of this of where we've been, and you jump forward a little bit, I have a paraphrase of Scripture that I want to give to you of um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. I I think it may be one or two slides ahead of that. Maybe the next one. Yeah, this is Pastor Ronnie's paraphrase. I know it's not the message. That's a paraphrase, a very popular paraphrase of Scripture, but this is a paraphrase of my own writing. 
And it says this from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. If we kind of put all that together, all those definitions together, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, will give you special insight. And I'm talking about wisdom that's not naturally attained. This is powerful, divine moment when the curtains are drawn back and you're supernaturally enabled to see what you could never see by yourself so that you might know Him better and follow His ways and His purposes for your life. I think that sounds pretty good personally, but that's my own paraphrase, so maybe I'm biased. See, God has all the answers before the Ephesian church, before the believers there ever, ever even needed those answers. He had the answers already, and He has all the answers that you need prior to you even needing them also. By themselves, they never would have been able to be smart enough to attain the answers that God had for them. And by ourselves, we're never going to be smart enough to know the things that God wants us to know until He reveals them to us either. So Paul asks God, and he says, I, God, I want you to impart to them or to give to them the wisdom that they need for this life. And he clarifies that this kind of wisdom is only the wisdom that's going to come to them by God revealing it to them. Only He can give it to them. So what's the purpose of it? Well, you read back in the original translation of 117 there, it's to know Him better, right? It's to know Him better. Why do we want to know Him better again? So that we can follow in His ways and do what it is that He wants us to do and live how He wants us to live and go where He wants us to go and see what He wants us to see and speak the words that He wants us to speak. How many of you would love to be a receiver of that kind of wisdom? Yeah, every single one of us would. We'd love to. I know there's people who face decisions, tough moments, difficulties, and you're saying, God, I, I don't know what to do. I'm not smart enough to handle this on my own. You ever been there? I sure have. Many times. God, I don't know how to handle all of this on my own. You've given me some wisdom, yes, but God, I, I need some special insight here. I need something special from you because I don't know what to do all the time. I need your help, Lord. I don't know what scenarios that might be for you today and what ways that, that you would say to the Lord, Lord, I need your help, but, but I want to address that today and I want to pray the Lord would give you wisdom, His wisdom, not mankind's wisdom, but His wisdom, the spirit of wisdom for that moment in time that you need to know, Lord, what is it that I need to, to do here? Specific life situations. I want to pray that way. I want to pray that God would reveal to you that He'd pull back the curtains of life, so to speak, and allow you to see what it is. It's been there all along. We just haven't had the moment. We haven't had the, or taken the time to see. We haven't asked Him for His wisdom. How often do you ask Him for His wisdom? you go ahead and stand with me real quickly i know that this is kind of almost abrupt but i want to want to get something here it's kind of fitting today i'd already planned this prior to to this particular sunday but it's fitting that diane's here with us today i'm using my christmas present today that they got me for christmas um, this is this is a personalized bible i've shown it to our wednesday night class it's a personalized bible that has my name everywhere where it says you or even in some places, him, some of the pronouns and things, it says, 
um, my name throughout the entire Bible, cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation, has my name in here. It's pretty awesome. And uh, I looked it up real quick this, this morning, or actually a couple, of, a couple of days back, the beginning of the week, I looked it up just to see what this particular scripture said. And I know that this entire message that I'm preaching today, I know that it may not apply to everyone in the room. Maybe it does. Maybe, uh, maybe I could say, yeah, it does in some generic fashions. But maybe there's specifically some places where you're in the middle of some decisions. There's some choices that need to be made, and you need the wisdom of God. You need the wisdom of God. Right in the middle of something. You need direction. You need guidance from the Lord. Simply put, you just, you need wisdom. You're asking that, Lord, may the, the curtains be pulled back. Help me, Lord. I want to be able to see what it is that you want me to see. Anybody there? You say, yeah, that's me. I need his wisdom. Put your hand up real high so I can see who you are. A number of you. Yeah. A number of you. Let's do this today. Let's have a, let's have a giant prayer meeting. If you raise your hand, come, come down around this area. I know you might have to go back into the, to the aisles a bit. But come on down this direction. We'll have a giant prayer meeting today. Go ahead and press in a little bit because there's going to be a lot more coming. So come on up. I won't bite. I promise. You need the wisdom of the Lord on something. Before we go any further, before I even touch on this or read this to you, I want to just pray over you today. I'm going to pray the words of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 also. That's what I'm going to pray. I know I'm not Apostle Paul, but how, how many of you know that this portion of Scripture, that it's not just for the Ephesian church, right? It passes on down through time and to, through generations to you and I today. And where we need wisdom, I believe this, that God can give us His wisdom. He can give to us the spirit of wisdom. One of the questions that we asked in this class um, when we were going through it on Wednesday nights was, well, is this something like a special spirit that He sends to us? Or is it something that's of human origin that just as we know God better, as we come to know Him more, is it just that as we know Him more, then we develop this wisdom on the inside of us? And we came almost to a combination of the two, of a, saying that it would be both. But according to the Scripture here in Ephesians 1, when He says, I'm going to ask that God would give you this, that means He has to send something. He has to give it to us. There are believers there in the Ephesian church. There were people who were baptized in the Holy Spirit even. Had the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But he said, I'm going to ask that God give you this spirit of wisdom. I'm just going to pray over you today that God would give you the spirit of wisdom, that he would give you a revelation to be able to know and understand in the decision that, that you're facing. And you say, I need wisdom from God. I'm not going to be able to get around to every single person today and say, well, what is it exactly that you're praying about today? But maybe you would just bow your heads and maybe lift a hand to the Lord and say, Jesus, I need your wisdom Let's just do that for a moment. Before we get to that scripture and pray that scripture, Lord, we need your wisdom. Lord, we're asking for your wisdom today. And Lord, I believe that if Paul asked for it to be sent, then we can ask to receive it, Lord. We can ask to receive the spirit of wisdom. 
we can ask to receive revelation today. God, across, across the front of this building here today where people are saying, I need the wisdom of God, Lord, as they call out the situation, as they call out what it is that they're needing today from you, the specific situations, go ahead and just call that out to the Lord and just say, this is what I need wisdom on, God. This is exactly what I need wisdom on. I need the mind of God, not my mind. I need the mind of God. So, Lord, as they ask today, Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, the words from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, God, that you would give them the spirit of wisdom, that you would give to them revelation. Lord, that the curtains would be pulled back from the window and they'd be able to see, Lord, there's something that you've had in store for them, Lord. And it may not even be the right time right now for the curtains to be pulled back. And Lord, we submit to that process. We submit to that. It may not be the right time for us to know. You're a, you're a sovereign God. And you know the exact right time for us to know this. And so Lord, we pray today the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, that we might know you better follow your ways better. Live like you want us to live. Go where you want us to go. Do the things you want us to do. Speak the words that you want us to say. And even hear what it is that you want us to hear. May we receive wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want you to see this on the, on the screen here real quickly, I've written down, I, I've put, put down what, how it is that this says it, just so that you can see it on the screen. It says that the God of Ronnie's, Lord Jesus Christ, isn't that cool? The God of Ronnie's, Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto him, makes it personal, doesn't it? The spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. So then go ahead and to that next slide, Audrey, if you would. I want you to put your name in there. Put your name in there. We'll read it together in just a second. But I want you to put your name in there. And that's what we're praying today. Go ahead and read it with me. It says that the God of Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. May he do that for you. Sometimes it's as simple as asking. I believe the Lord can do it. He can reveal it to you. I believe he can pull back the curtains, allow you to see what has been there all along, but, but it wasn't the right moment yet to reveal it to you. And so then now he pulls it back and you're able to see what he wants you to see. It sounds almost simple, doesn't it? Does it have to be complicated? We ask. Of course, now, much of this is prefaced by us being a child of the Father, child of His. I don't know everybody in the room today, if you're His, sold out to Jesus, if you're ready to meet Him face to face, or if you're not. I don't know for every single person. You may be up front right here around this altar, but you could be in the back row. You know, you don't know Jesus have come here many, many times. You don't know Jesus. You're not ready to see him face to face. Let me ask you today, are you ready to meet him? 
Maybe you turn to the person next to you and just say, are you ready to see Jesus face to face? Go ahead and do that. Just turn to them. Just ask them, are you ready to see Jesus face to face? If they say no, then make sure we know about it today. Anybody today need to know Jesus as your personal Lord, your Savior? Anybody? Or make sure you know him, right? Because I'll tell you this for sure, that if you don't know Jesus, you're not going to have his wisdom. Right? You're not. I don't see anybody's hands today. I see your hand down here, Kyle. I know I prayed with you, buddy, before. I'm going to pray with you again. Lord Jesus, would you come live on the inside? Would you come and live on the inside? Make them new, fresh, and clean. We've talked about this quite a bit already this morning. You can wipe all of it away, Lord Jesus. He can start fresh and new. Lord, forgive him of sin. Wash him clean. A new start, Lord Jesus. Lord, I know he needs a new start in more ways than one in his life. And so, God, I pray that you would just begin a new work on the inside of him. Jesus, I'm surrendered to you. That's the cry, man. That's the cry of your heart. Jesus, I'm surrendered to you. You have control. I'm yours, Lord. Come and live inside of me and make me new. Child of the King now. I'm a child of the King. I'm his. I'm his. I'm not the devil's. I'm not anybody else's. I'm not even my own. I'm a child of the King. I serve you, Jesus, with all my heart. Something new on the inside of him, I pray to Jesus. No more chains, right? Yeah. You believe you can receive the wisdom of God? I sure believe that you can. I pray a blessing over you here this morning, and I know that many of you are down here around the altar, and maybe you need somebody to pray specifically with you over something that's going on in your life. I want to pray with you. Wow, it's snowing. I just saw that. Thanks. It's not sticking, though, so we're good. So I don't want to scare you. But if you need to, you need prayer over something this morning, we want to be able to agree with you together. Listen, I believe in the power of agreement. There's power in agreement. And so I want to be able to agree with you today in prayer. If there's something I can do that for, then uh, please allow us to do that. I'd love to be able to. I want to pray a blessing over you as we... We head home today. Lord Jesus, I, I pray your blessing over our people. Lord Jesus, I pray what it is that we've learned from your word today or received from your word today, what we've received, Lord, even now, Lord, in a moment right here where we've prayed around this altar and asked, Lord, for your wisdom. Again, Lord, I do pray that you pull back the curtains and reveal to us your wisdom on specific matters. And Lord, I pray that we'll even hear testimonies, God, of what it is that you have done as a result. But, Father, we pray your blessing over your people. May we all go in, in the favor of the Lord. We pray that it would be your face that would shine down on us, Lord, that you would show us, Lord, your grace, Lord. We submit to you in the process, God. And we're asking for the wisdom of God, revelation of God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And if there's something together that we can agree with you in prayer on, please come. We'd love to be able to agree with you today. We'll pray with you till the last one's gone. Uh, Lord bless you today as you head home.